This episode is brought to you by Ernie the Elf. Ernie the Elf is a new uh, children's book that involves, obviously, Ernie the Elf. Uh, it's a story, this may be a spoiler, so I'm sorry if I'm, if I'm spoiling you, but it's a story about, it's a children's book, and it's, you know, the elf, he, it's like comes with a toy, right? And you put the elf, you put Ernie in the, in the living room, and then you put him in the kitchen, and then you put him in the bedroom, and you kind of move him around, and it's a game, right? And the kids start to think, oh my God, he's real. And now it becomes like, as it gets closer to Christmas, little, they don't know this, okay? But the toy actually starts becoming real. And as the kids start looking at it now, the toy actually like, once you've had it for 12 days, now it's December 12th, the toy will like look at the kid and it starts to get these like sensory, like, you know, it senses when something passes it. So the toy itself moves and it will just look right at the kid. And now the kids start saying like, mom, what's going on? And now, you know, days go by and by day 20, by December 20th, the toy has actually gotten, because it's like, it knows when 20 days, these timers go off. Um, by day 20, the toy will actually start to like lunge at the kid um, if the kid goes near it. And by 22, uh, the toy gets a bit special powers and it's able to grab a knife. And that's the story. Uh, so Ernie the elf is in your probably local target. And you know, I'm not going to ruin what happens on the 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Obviously, I want to leave a little bit for you guys to figure it out. But Ernie the elf is in stores now uh, at your local target, Walmart and Walgreens. So today we're doing a question, a Q&A, a question and answer. Normally I have shoes here. Today I fucking don't. And that's all. You know, we could acknowledge that, and now we move past it. Um, I I think I'm skipping. I'm skipping shoes today because Q&As, my Q&As always do really good number-wise. Now that I say that, they probably won't. But knock on wood, usually my Q&As do good. And I think it's an easy way for someone that hasn't listened to the podcast to come to the show, listen to a full episode, and then go fucking home. You know, so not everybody likes to hear the sneaker portion. So normally, if you're new, I do a 10-minute sneaker portion at the end. I review, I talk about, I give my opinion on Jordans, Adidas, whatever. Today's episode, we're not because it's a Q&A, and, and sometimes you need a fucking break in life, right? Um, so I got a fucking lot of questions, which I'm actually really happy about. As you can see here, I'm just scrolling for days. Um, and there were, and this is cutting out some fucking dumb ones. I got questions like, why are you gay? Which isn't true, which makes it a insult or someone being mean to me. And that's, and it's not an insult to be gay. And now, you know, it's not, that's not what I'm saying. But if you're calling a straight guy gay, usually the intentions there are to hurt his feelings. And I am not going to let you guys hurt my feelings today. Okay, so um, the first question is, do you believe in New Year's resolutions? I don't think this is a belief. I think that this is more of a concept that people follow or don't follow. New Year's, by the way, I'm going, I'm fucking ripping through these questions because I said I would answer them all and now I got like 50. So we're going to, we're just going to go, go, go. Um, do I believe in New Year's resolutions? I mean, yeah. 
you know, but that's because I, I would make them come true if I set them. Do I set them? No. Because it's like, I'm not going to fucking smoke a cigarette this year. And then like, yeah, you are. So just don't say that. You know what I mean? Um, I could say like, I'm not going to buy a pack of cigarettes. Then that changes the game where it's like, okay, I'm a social smoker. It's kind of what I did this year. Um, but no, when you set expectations, even if it's within yourself and then you fucking, then you fuck it up. Now what? Now that year you're just a big loser fucking dork, you know, like, don't be so hard on yourself. Hey, this year I'm going to have a good fucking year. That's what mine is. Um, and that's it. And if shit goes bad, Hey, I tried, I'm going to try to have a good year. What's the best thing to happen to you this year? The best thing to happen to me this year um, I could say a lot of sweet things, right? About people or about family, about girlfriend, all of that. F- I'm fucking skipping that. What I'm going to, and not because I don't want to, just because that's like a, that's such an answer that I've probably already given and I've given thanks. I've given that. The best thing to happen to me this year, um, was probably, I went on a, I don't know. Like I went on a really awesome trip with my dad to Sacramento and to Vegas. I saw my family, me and my dad, had a lot of bonding moments. It was like, that was one of the fucking best weeks I've had um, of this entire year. I got to meet a lot of people that are in the meat industry and the business that I'm going to be getting into when I'm older. That was cool. Um, I got a new logo. This logo is fucking awesome. It was like something that I had thought of the past two years, like me with the middle fingers. It says kicks and giggles. It's cartoony. Uh, my friend Justin Bavente was able to put this together. This is like one of the highlights of my year just because of the fact that like I, I made it. I also made merch this year, which I haven't really pushed. I pushed it like once and it didn't fucking, it wasn't the right time. So I'm pushing that again, um, January 1st. Next year is going to be the year of merch for me. Uh, I got merch made. That was like a big thing, even though it didn't sell a lot yet and I still have inventory. It's like the fact that I was able to fucking think about it, get the shit done, make it and have a tangible product now. That's it. You know, that's I'm a big fan of investing in yourself. And that was it for me. Those three things. Uh, Cappy Cap asks, why the painted fingernails? Because it gives you a fucking boost of confidence and people kind of look at you as like, you know, this guy probably doesn't care what I say. So they treat you actually with more respect is what I've learned. Um, Obviously, there's the handful of people who are like, that's fucking gay, man. But other than them, people usually respect it more that you're able to like do something as bold as painting your nails and not caring about what people think. Um, So it's it's a big thing of like, I'm a bold person. I say whatever the fuck I want. I kind of do what I want. I'm a little rebellious in kind of an asshole way, but at the same time, it's like I stand for all of these things. I don't like fucking beat the shit out of senile people and I'm like, because I'm fucking top shit. It's like I do things that are a little bit reckless, but I back them up. For example, being a shithead in school, it wasn't like me being mean to people. It was just me being like, dude, I don't want to do this. So if you want to fucking like I always defended myself is basically what I'm saying. Um, and if I feel a certain type of way at work or with someone or with something on my podcast, I'll say it. And that's how I fucking feel. You know, a lot of people are very two faced. They want to do one thing and say the other. That's not how I am. I'm a fucking, how I feel. That's what I'm doing. And that's what I'm saying. 
Uh, and this is an example of like showing, flexing that personality, I guess. Jarden Las Vegas, please make sure you're following us at Jarden underscore Las Vegas. Someone go to their page and tell them to go fuck themselves. Okay. Morgan asks, would you rather suck 10 dicks at one time or one dick 10 times? Um, I'm going to go get a, how do you suck 10 dicks at once? I'm going to go with the second option. Uh, we're just going to move past that one. Holloway or Volkanovsky? Sorry ahead of time if you don't follow MMA slash UFC. This is Rest Easy Billy Conforto. I would say Max Holloway, only because I think that's his name, and I think I kind of know who he is. He's like skinny. He's got like big-ass ears. The other guy I don't know. And, well, you know, he's Polish, it sounds like, so he probably is good at cleaning. So... That kind of has two points for him, which I'm Polish. I'm really good at cleaning, so it makes me want to go with him. I'm going to go with the Polish guy, actually. Fuck Holloway. And I hope I, I hope you bet money on my opinion, and then I hope you win. Uh, Toonbog says, what makes you feel the most fucking alone in this world? You know what? Here's a good question. I used to really feel alone. I used to really fucking... Dude, I used to go to my brother's fucking house. Not even house. I used to go to my brother's door at like 14 years old and knock and be like, can I sleep in your room? And I would sleep on the floor because I was like, I was lonely and I was fucking scared of... Like, I don't know what I was scared of, but I just couldn't sleep alone. And a lot, a lot of my... Like 95% of my life to this day... When I sleep, if I'm literally sleeping alone in my room, I have headphones on, blasting music. Um, and it's not because, like, I don't do it in the moment thinking like, oh my God, I don't want to be alone. I need fucking slipknot in my ears. It's like, I just, it's just because I don't like to be fucking lonely. Like, that's it, you know? And I'm so used to it now that I just put music in and it helps me fall asleep. Um, another thing is, when I was like elementary, not even elementary school, when I was like middle school and high school, I had friends sleeping over all the time. I was, I didn't like to be alone. I like to be with people. And then fucking 180 and I started to love being alone and not like being with people. This was like starting junior year, kind of my senior year girlfriend helped me with this because I was like with her all the time. And then when I wasn't with her, I wanted a fucking break. And I would be alone. And I kind of liked that. And she did help me like structure a more like, you don't need to be the most popular kid in the school, have some quality friends in that set because that's what she had. So then I was like, all right, fucking I'll do the same thing. And it was actually kind of good. I, I can't lie. I liked that more. I like having a few friends rather than like everybody knows you, everybody wants to hang out with you. And then everybody also fucking hates you. And there's a lot of drama. So what makes me feel the most alone in this world is having a, a fuckload of people that don't care about you. I think that's one of the most lonely things in the world. Like, because when you're at work, you know, it's like obvious that nobody really gives a fuck about each other. Like you check up on each other. But when outside of work, like now I have something going on in my life. I'm really stressed out. I'm really upset. I'm not going to go to my work friends about that. Like maybe one or two of them that I've gotten a really close relationship with. But looking at it as a whole, if you needed people in your life to help you with something and everybody doesn't really give a fuck about who you are, 
that's pretty scary, you know? And I think the easy way to fix that is to find that those three fucking quality ass friends, the Carters of your fucking life, um, which is my, one of my like best friends, um, find that person that you can like go to about anything that doesn't fucking matter what it is. Uh, I got Vince, I got like, which is my, my friend Vince. I also have my brothers, which I'm beyond thankful for. I'm very close to my family. I've got like eight people in my life that I'm literally, I'm great with. If I got a problem, they're there for me. If I need some advice, they help me out and I look up to it and I take in their advice. We have a lot of fucking fun together. We go out like that's it. That's how you fucking need. Um, when are you doing pre-orders, you cute son of bitch? This is Donnie Tsunami. Donnie to fucking Peta, baby. This is the, if you don't know Don to Peta, go on Instagram and type in Donnie Tsunami 7. And by the way, bro, fuck that username. Like you're Don to Peta. Get, get your own shit. Like why are we, you know, I get it was a high school thing. You know, people call you Donnie. Okay, let's fucking skip it. Skip it. Let's go Don DePetta7. Please change your name. Uh, and, I, and I'll love you either way. But I'm doing pre-orders. I don't know what shoe you want, but I'm always doing pre-orders. I just don't promote them anymore because I'm kind of getting out of the fucking shoe game a little bit and into my own head. All right. Next question, Kevin Rudd. What's the most important thing you've learned about yourself over the past year? The most important thing I've learned about myself over the past year is that uh, I had a really self-aware year this year. I had a lot of like come to conclusions, treat things as they are, stop worrying. I, I had a lot of fucking worries this year. Um, deals went wrong this year. You know, there, there's not a, great, a lot of great things. Deals went wrong. I went to Michigan to meet Kendra Lust, didn't end up meeting her. Went home, drove my ass home seven hours back home with no meeting. Spent a lot of fucking money for nothing. Um, that didn't go through. I had the, Well, the Cody Garbrandt thing went through. But I actually did go to Sacramento for Cody Garbrandt to do a podcast. We were supposed to meet up. It didn't end up happening either. Uh, I lost money on a deal this year. There's a lot of things that didn't go good. And throughout all that, what you realize is that the importance of money isn't that important. That's what I realized this year. Like, thinking that money is so important shouldn't be a fucking priority because money isn't that important. You know, if my, the way that my business is structured the past few years has been like, I'm broke. I make a fucking few hundred dollars this week. Now I have money. Now I blow it and I'm fucking happy. Then, you know, as it goes on, I get a deal with a celebrity. I make $4,000. I get 2000 followers. It's very high fucking uh, what's it called? Instant gratification, high gratification, fucking satisfaction moments. And then like very low moments. It's like spiking randomly. And one day you get a phone call from Elvis Duran. You're going to go to New York, be on the, like on the radio. Now that brings you back up to a fucking 10. You're super excited. Then you come home and you're like, fuck, this sucks, man. I got to make money or I got to do something or I got to meet a celebrity or keep going. And that is an awesome way to be in business because it keeps you going and you're motivated and you just, you get in fucking go mode. You know, when uh, Walter White in Breaking Bad just starts like, he doesn't give a fuck about his family, about his friends. He's like killing people. He doesn't give a fuck about anything. That's how you feel when you're like 
in the mode that I was in, which is like every week I'm fucking traveling, I'm going on a trip, I'm spending money, I'm meeting this guy, I'm doing this. That was all the past two years. This year, it started off like that, and then I just chilled out a little bit. I kind of stopped, smoothed the sneaker game out. I kind of gave myself some time. I recognized that I probably wasn't as happy as I should have been. I was a little bit more sad or depressed about shit. So I kind of took a lot of this year and not necessarily off, but I just took a break and realized that like it's re- it doesn't matter if there's if you have fucking $500,000 a year, a million dollars a year, you're meeting celebrities, you're going to rich people's houses. I did all of that minus the making $500,000 a year part, but I did all of the like, I lived kind of a, a really nice life of like, going to meet celebrities, going out to dinner with them, buying whatever the fuck I wanted, dressing in dope clothes to meet these people, selling shoes, running my own business. Um, And I do still want to keep doing that, but I had to take a break. And during this break, what I learned was that like, I don't need that to be happy. There are certain things that I could do at home that make me happy that isn't fucked up. You know, that I could just like, if I could just sit at home and like chill out, talk to my friends, even like going out a little bit more lately, uh, that stuff makes me happy. And those friendships build, which is like, a, uh, it's a type of happiness that you can get that you don't need a fucking dollar for and that nobody's going out of their way to do it for you. You're just doing it together. You know, I'm not like going out of my way to hook someone up with shoes and then they're like fucking giving me a promotion because of the deal that we made. It's like... It does make me happy, but it's different, you know? It's a little bit more genuine when it's just like you and your family and your fucking cousins and your few friends go out and have a great night. And it doesn't involve drugs. It doesn't mean any of that. Just go out and have a great night and like talk and hang out. That, the importance of, like, I don't know how to explain it. Money doesn't mean as much to me this year as it has before. And moving forward, I have a lot different perspective on like how I want life to go. And obviously, I want to make a lot of money, but you don't need it. So there's the four-minute answer to your fucking question, Kevin. And I hope that you could take something from that. Michael Sauna asks, will you get the best burger place in Chicago with me Friday? Sure. Yeah. Will I get the best burger place in Chicago with you? Yeah. Yeah. Um... How do you chill out after all the wild stuff that happens in your life? Your YouTube is epic. Uh, my YouTube is Angelo Blando. If you just YouTube Angelo Blando, you'll find my YouTube account. Um, I have like 900 subs that I just hit like last week. So, dude, it took me like three years to hit 900 subs, by the way. So it's not that big of a deal. Um, how do I chill out after all the wild stuff? This year was my chill fucking year, man. Like I'm telling you, Christian Liores. That's, that's what this year was, man. I just, like, because I just explained going, like, being in fucking Walter White mode. This year, I kind of chilled out. I was in more of a, more of a Jesse Pinkman mode, and, uh, and it was good. Next year, I do plan on doing a little bit more. Like, next year, I'm going to go a little bit harder, because, you know, I'm 20 fucking 21, um, and I don't, I'm not saying like you should just chill because I do promote, I have hustle tattooed in my arm. I promote working hard, but I think that working hard and making sure that that bar is up and at the same time, making sure your happiness level is up and your family level and your fucking communication and friendship, like focus on all of that, balance all of that shit out. 
Um, and that's how you can chill when all the wild stuff happens because now your business bar is low because you just lost money on a deal, but your fucking friends are up here, your family's up here, you're getting along with everybody great, you're having fun, you're healthy, you're making food, you're like you're doing things that are like a hobby that get you, your mind off things. That, that's how. Make sure all your fucking bars are somewhat high, 80% to 100 do them all, you know, anything that's fucking bothering you, try to fix that, try to bring that up. Uh, and then when one bar's low, you're fucking still good, baby. All right, that's it. I think that's a good answer. He also asks, are you excited for Cody Garbrandt versus Rafael Asunko? I don't know how this guy's last name is. In March 2020, yeah, I plan on being there. So Christian, if you're there, I would love to meet you. Um, I definitely, it's, a, it's in Ohio, it's right by here, so... I'm only like fucking six hours away. I've done the drive twice. So I'm excited and I'm planning on being there with Cody for a little bit. And we're planning something right now. So that's going to be dope. Ben Carroll asks, make a part three when you get your nails doken. Uh, I think he means done. He re This guy really wants me to make another nail video. If you guys haven't seen on YouTube, I made a video called like why all guys should paint their nails. And... I talk about painting my nails and then I go on the streets and I ask random people in LA what they think of people that paint their nails. It's actually pretty funny. It got like 40,000 views. It's a great video. Go check it out if you want to. If you don't, that's fine. Um, the only reason I'm mentioning that is because I did that video, then I did a second one in Michigan and this Ben Carroll fucker has been messaging me every day to make another one. So you know what, Ben? I'll do it. I'll do it very soon, okay? Give me a couple weeks. I'll make a Chicago version. Um, where do you see yourself in two years? This is my, my boy Carter. Um, two years. Let's see. I'm 23. I see myself um, working in the, in the food industry a lot more. Uh, I see myself either... I don't know. It's hard because it goes anywhere. This is where this is where the expectations go. I could go full fucking blast podcast mode next year, and I could probably land a spot on a smaller radio station within the next two years, if that's fucking what I want to do. Like what I really want to do. I could also like go under my dad's wing, start fucking getting in the business, which is a dream that I wanted to do since I was a kid. Um, I've been a salesman my whole entire life and being a salesman working with my dad, even though that could be fucked because it's a lot of stress. Uh, I think that I would have it down. I think my dad would, I think we would do really good together. And I kind of want to carry on that legacy of all of the fucking business he's done, which I'll explain another day. Um, one of those, you know, it's either going to be a lot more radio stations, a lot more celebrity interviews. I think that's going to come either way. Because next year I'm planning some things that are going to be better, but I'm either going to, it's going to be, it's hard because that's where I have to fucking choose. There will be a time where I have to just simply choose like one or the other. And it means like, I'm not doing this business shit at all. And I'm going all in on the podcast and, and fame shit, or I'm dumping the podcast, dumping all that retiring and I'm going full, you know, salesman. I'm still making that decision, so I can't say a, I don't have a clear fucking thing, which is fine, you know? A lot of people, a lot of you guys don't have a clear answer on shit, and it worries you. And the, you people have messaged me and been like, you're so content with your life, you got so lucky, like, you do so much dope shit. Guys, remember that I'm not 
it's not fucking all great here either. There's still a lot of shit that you try, you mess up, trial and error. Like, don't... I, I know that the Instagram and the fucking YouTube, it, it could all make it seem really awesome. Um, but I, tr I try to reel it in as much as possible of like... There's still a lot that you have to figure out. There's still a lot of money to be made, a lot of decisions to be made, a lot of deals to be fucking lost on. So, yeah, two years from now, location-wise, I think I will be in an apartment with you, Carter. That's that's kind of my only certain thing that I have within the next two years. I'll probably be living with Carter um, and my friend Will moving together. I've probably already been moved by then. I think we're going to do that next year. But... In my own apartment for sure. That's like a goal. Like two year, 23 years old, yeah. I'm going to be out, you know. That's going to be, that's for sure. Living on my own, that's a good fucking answer, right? Uh, Lob says, you trying to chill tonight. This was yesterday, so I unfortunately know because I can't go back in time. Um, okay, what's the, what's the next one? How long did it take to reach your stature and the sneaker and podcast games respectively? I can't read. Oh, Blaze the Guy asks this question. How long did it take to reach your stature in the sneaker and podcast game, respectively? You know, the podcast game, like, I wouldn't say... You know what? Okay. I am respected from comedians because I have been shouted out on fucking Showtime television. Um, or, I don't know, Showtime with fucking... What's the thing called? On, it's one of Brendan Schaub's uh, podcasts. I think it's called Below the Belt, but he has like three different ones. I don't remember which one he shouted me out on, but he shouted me out on his. Uh, I got shouted out on The Fighter and the Kid two times from Chris D'Elia and Brendan Schaub. I've also been shot. I've been on the Burt cast. I've been on Elvis Duran's podcast. I've been like, yeah, I'm respected for sure. It took me you know, a year and a half of doing the podcast to get to those spots. Like, but that's not, it took me five years of, it took me 10 years of like making jokes, trying to make people laugh, recognizing how people think things are funny, recognizing how to say a joke that could be offensive, but like throwing a fucking blanket underneath to cover them so they don't feel offended. Pushing the lines of like saying shit that, could be bad, but isn't bad, but like you're pushing the line, uh, being raunchy, talking about sex, being open, like being confident, uh, and whatever you're talking about and like not really giving a fuck about people. Um, it's a lot because the podcast itself has been up for a year and a half, but my, like I, me, I've been built over the past 21 years. So that's a hard question to ask. Uh, the sneaker game is easier because I started in 2013 so and I was I would say I was overall respected by Chicago people by people on my on my pages and just within like sneaker sellers in my area like I've been I'm fucking pretty respected um I've been for the past like three years so I don't know four years of doing the sneaker shit and you're in you know and it's it's about how you expand as well it's not just like I've sold shoes for four years. Everybody should fucking know who I am. That's not how it works. Uh, you gotta, people think it's not, it's, it's, dude, it's just, it's a, it's a very complex question and I, and I appreciate the question, but it's not a simple answer. People always ask like, 
How do you make so much money doing sneakers? Like, how do you get $5,000 on a sneaker deal? How do you get these celebrities on a sneaker deal? How do you start doing this shit? And it's like, there's not, it's not one answer. Because if there was, if there was one thing you had to do, go fucking jump up and down three times and fucking wear a Captain Crunch hat. You can't just do that and then now you're fucking big in the sneaker game. It's like years of work selling and selling and selling and, and doing deals and losing money and, and like keep going, building YouTube or Facebook pages, a YouTube page even, making videos, finding something that's different about the way that you sell rather than other people. Uh, on one of the pages that I'm in with like 40,000 people, uh, we all sell sh shoes on there. I... Like everybody would just post pictures. So I started doing videos. I would make these videos and I would sell shoes. And by the time the video posted and people watched the video, which was a five minute video, I would have sold all the shoes. Um, and because it was different, I was making people laugh. I was selling shoes. I was talking about like, I don't even like this shoe. This shoe's ugly as fuck. If you guys like it, come buy it. And then someone would buy it. Like it's not it's more about being genuine and being honest and making people laugh and getting like a genuine connection with people. Um, that will work fucking better than this is the best shoe ever. If you guys need a comfortable shoe, you should buy it. I recommend saying that for every shoe is going to become a little bit phony. You have to establish like you guys know I don't like I don't like certain fucking shoes. I don't like Kyrie's. I don't like basketball style shoes. I kind of like Yeezys, but not a lot. I like Jordan 1s. I fucking hate Jordan 15s. And I promote that. And people don't stop buying Jordan 15s. They actually respect my opinion. And it almost makes them want to buy more because they feel like they have a little niche, you know? So how long does it take? It takes fucking years, man. Uh, I did get lucky. Well, no, I didn't get fucking lucky. I got lucky in, in the way that like, I got lucky because I have fucking two hands and I have eyes and I can speak and I can walk around and I can get on a plane and fly without freaking out. I got lucky because of how I was born, but the work speaks for itself. Uh, you know, and I don't mean that in a braggy way. I just mean it. in like, I put a lot of fucking work into this shit and I traveled a lot to meet these people and get these podcast interviews and I gave discounts on shoes and I lost money on hotel rooms and plane flights and fucking I, like thousands of dollars and I traded that for exposure which in the long run got me respect from people and got me listeners and I'm not even huge yet. So it takes a while and I'm not fucking anywhere near done yet. Like so if that doesn't answer it in, in a way that you could take it in. I don't know what will. It, it just takes time, fucking years. It will take me five year, more years possibly or 20 more years until this podcast makes it to the radio. Like that's just real, you know? It's not something that you get 500 listeners and you think you're gonna make it. Like I know I'm not fucking making it yet. I know that there's a fuckload more work I have to do. There's probably another 100 trips I'll do before I'm that big. But it's about like, how I think of it. You know, I don't think about the numbers. I don't think about how many people are, I don't worry about that. I'm not stopping if I get under 500 listeners. Like you do it and it's a proof of concept to yourself and it's a proof of like, can I actually build this material and make people laugh even if it's 100 people? Um, prove it to yourself first. And if that takes five years, if you want it for the rest of your life, it should be worth it. Um, what's one thing on your bucket list slash something you want to do before you die from Binky? Uh, 
Binky. Um, one thing on your bucket list. Something I want to do before I die. Okay, I'm going to give you two answers because this is fucking hard. Um, first thing, something I want to do before I die is skydive for sure. I want to fucking like feel like I'm going to shit myself and throw up and also like maybe die. I don't know why. I just want to do that. Uh, something on my bucket list is probably to do a podcast with Chris D'Elia because he was a huge inspiration. He was one of the, he was the first comedian to pick me up and like put me under his wing and put me on to a ton of his friends and, and, and really helped me grow, uh, doing a podcast with him, which I know is possible. That's why it's one of the things on my bucket list. Uh, definitely that's it. Like I, I, I see that happening for sure. It's just going to fucking take some time. Either doing a podcast with him or the, either one of these. Doing a podcast with him or going to his house and having dinner at his house. We've had we've had food before. We've went out. But I want to have dinner at his house just to be fucking like, just to say like, yeah, you know, me and Chris D'Elia fucking cooked a dinner together. I think that would be funny as fuck. Um, what's another one? That's a good question because... On my bucket list, something before I die. I really want to like go to Japan and see like that fucking big forest that's like red. I want to see that. I really want to go to fucking Alaska alone and sleep in a cabin and see the Northern Lights and like maybe see a husky. All right, now I'm just getting a little fucking stupid. Advice to a guy for the first time he goes to a nail salon. What should he expect? You know, expect to get your nails done, man. Like, fucking don't think about it. You know, I mean, you know, how many moms there are there that like are going to look at you and either think it's really cool that you're going or not say a fucking word because they're 50 and they don't get it. Like, that's the two options. There could be an old lady that's like, why is there a man in here? And the woman doing the nails is going to be like, I don't fucking know because he wants to get his nails done. And then she's going to look at you a little weird. And then you look at her like, what's up, cunt? You got something to say? And she's going to not say a thing. You don't say that to her, obviously, but you think it. And you have that attitude. She doesn't say shit. And then you get your nails done. And then you start going in there. And then they start asking you, hey, why do you do this? Then you tell them. Then they start respecting you. Then it becomes a friendship, maybe. You know, it's... Don't be afraid of fucking old women. They're not They're not that bad. You know, they're nice. They could, they could come off harsh. Um, Maserati says, why do you like MILFs? Uh, it's a funny follow-up question to what I just answered. Okay. I have a girlfriend now. So why I liked MILFs in my past was because, okay, we're not going to use the term MILFs. We're going to use older women. Older women, the, the reason why I like them is because they're so fucking real, man. Like moms have been through some shit and for me, I feel like I've been through shit because I talk to like moms, you know, I always got along with older people. I always like to sit at the adult table when my family would come over. Uh, I just like that style of conversation more, I guess. And when I was like, I probably shouldn't say this, but when I was like 14, I was hooking up with like 19 year olds. And when I was 18, I was hooking up with like 26 year olds. And that never really stopped. And then like my teachers, like we would like flirt together. And once I like started flirting with my teachers, then I was like, hey, I could do, I could fucking do this. Like I can go with an, with an older woman. And then I did. And it was fucking awesome. 
and we had fun. And like, you know what? It, it's it's cool because you could talk about like anything you want. You could ask them for advice on shit. Like they have life experience. They have stories about like their ex-husband and this fucking cops came and the fucking kid was there and the kid caught you guys doing whatever. There's so many fun stories that it's way more than like sex. I've gone to an older woman's house and had fucking pizza and like hung out. And like that was at, I've gone to an older woman's house in, in Chicago. I drove an hour and a half away and we went to get coffee. We fucking had a little bit of sex. The next time we hung out, we didn't even touch each other. We just hung out as friends. Like it, you could do, and it was both. Like younger, when you're when you're 20s, like 25 or some shit, it's like, it's got to be so planned out. And like, if you're in hookups, then we can't, Then I'm because I'm not into hookups. It's like so, like just, do whatever the fuck you want, see how it goes, and just be normal, you know? 45-year-old women aren't like, well, if you don't want to kiss me, then I'm not hanging out. Like, we just, you just hang out, you see where it goes. Hey, you want to grab food? Sure. You might end up going home. You might end up going to her house. And it's a fucking blast either way. Uh, And she might get really drunk and act really funny, and she might not. Like, you could do whatever. That's why, and I like them because I like all people. I try, I try to just, I try to like everyone. You know, I don't not like younger people, but, you know, some people you just get along with more. James Reed says, how do I get, how do I get into the shoe game and be successful at it? I got to say, and no, no disrespect to you, James. I fucking hate this question. And I kind of explained it earlier. It's just... It just doesn't do it for me. There's not, like, if that's how easy you think it is, then you're not going to be successful ever. That's like me saying, how do I become a billionaire? Like, no, it just, and I don't mean to be shitty because I really, I want to answer these questions, but it, that one is something I can't answer. Look at everything that I've done within the past five years and do two times that within the next five years because you got to work harder than I am if you want to make it because I didn't even make it yet, you know? So, that's it. Study resellers. Go fucking um, look at shit that I've done if you want to sell shoes and make exposure from it. Look at shit that Benjamin Kicks has done if you want to sell shoes. Well, I don't know. He His story is different because he had a lot of ins. Um, I don't know. Look at people that like look at fucking Sean Mendez. Look at Julia Michaels. Look at Justin Bieber. Like look at artists, creators. Look at YouTubers even. Uh, even though I hate her, Tana Mojo or Shane Dawson or like look at people that have created shit now that are recognized for it now that took them fucking years of hard work and go watch their first videos. Like go watch the, go listen to the first album of Justin Bieber or I'm sure you can't even find it or Shawn Mendes or any of them. Find the flaws and see how much they fucked up. And then you recreate that in whatever your field is. Selling shoes, you're going to lose a lot of money. They didn't give up after their first album. Didn't hit double platinum, did they? Right? You see what I'm saying? Um, My girlfriend asks, "What? give me your best Christmas memory. Oh, your best childhood Christmas memory. Okay, here's what it is. I already know. Um, We watched Polar Express. I don't even know. I have it so twisted. My, our Christmases were fucking awesome as a kid. I know I joke around about a lot about like my mom being fucking crazy and like my dad, like my family being fucked. But at its, like a majority of my family was fucking great. My childhood, 
We had funny moments, which are great to share. Um, and one of my, one of the best memories was, I don't know, every Christmas was one. I think we watched Polar Express one year and then like we had a bell underneath our fireplace and which was like came from the movie. I remember being really hyped about that. That's not what it is though. Um, Okay, I had a we had a big beautiful house. Okay, we had a top floor and a middle floor and a basement. The middle floor was overlooked by the top floor. Right outside of me and my brother's bedrooms, there was like a a middle of the lobby or a, not the lobby of the hallway, and it had a big balcony that you could look over, which would look at the living room, the TV, like the two couches, the TV, the table in the middle, and the fireplace. And the, my favorite memory, which was a reoccurring memory, was. Waking up with my brothers, we would all sleep in the same room and we would like wake up every two hours checking for fucking presents and like if Santa came and shit and uh, we would all come out at like 5 a.m. and we would look over and and it's so crazy because I could fucking see it right now. It was like kind of dark out still because it was like the sun wasn't even didn't even rise yet, but you could see like snow footprints that my like that Santa Claus would make. When he would come and put the gifts down, uh, you could see the footprints and you could just see all these fucking gifts and like snow everywhere and like fucking dude, it, it was just beautiful. It was like, I, I wish I could, I, I want to draw that. If I could draw, I would recreate that on a piece of paper and frame it. Cause that was like, it was like insane how amazing it looked and how great Santa did a job at making it look amazing. Um, so that was just beautiful. Just coming out of there with my brothers and all three of us looking over the fucking balcony and like wanting to shit ourselves in joy. My girlfriend also, after that question, asks, rank all forms of potatoes, mashed fried hash browns. Okay. Uh, oh, fries. You're forgetting cubed, first of all. Uh, you're also forgetting corned beef hash. I don't even think that's a type of hash browns. Okay, so never mind. Or potatoes. Wait, you're also forgetting sweet potato fries. Here's how it goes. I'm going to rank them out of five because you forgot two, baby. Like, really? Number one is mashed for sure. And you're forgetting a regular potato, baked potato. Hello? Number one is mashed. Number two is regular fries. Number three is sweet potato. Oh, no. Number three is cubed hash browns. Number four is sweet potato fries. Number five is hash browns. And number six is a baked potato. Baked potatoes are fucking dog shit. Um, I don't even know. Yilin Zoo says, hi, smiley face. Hi. Thanks for asking an awesome fucking question. Monica Batter says, star emoji with another cloud emoji. Fox Gaia says, smiley face two times. Hey guys, say something or fucking don't respond. What up, Warner says, aim to inspire and results follow. Thanks, dude. Hey, thanks, man. It's Genesis says, heart to smile. I think I should have deleted this one. I don't think I meant to include that screenshot. That was like a, just the stupid ones I got. Um, if you could only drive one car for the rest of your life, what would it be? This is from Jay Shafton 21. Um, 
you know what? I can't express, I can't even explain to you how much I don't give a fuck about cars. I drive a Ford Explorer now and it puts me at a 10. It's an awesome car. It gets me from A to B. I got awesome speakers and I could fit people in there and all my Christmas presents fit in the fucking car and my groceries and whatever I need. That's the car that I would drive forever. Like if it never, if it never expired or like, you know, like it never, there was no mileage, I would drive this thing forever. That's how much, like, I'm happy with it. I'm super happy. I'm not materialistic. I don't, like, get my Ford car and then look at people in, in fucking other cars. And I'm like, damn, dude, I wish you could have that. I'm not one to, like, take pictures of, like, Lamborghinis and shit. I don't give a fuck. Like, sick. It's literally the same thing as, like, you have a shirt on that says something. I have a shirt on that says something else. I'm happy with my shirt. Are you happy with your shirt? Yeah, great. All right fucking move on. Like they all do the same thing. I don't, I just don't get it. Some people get so horny about cars. Like chill, man. Dude, I'm going to, I want the fucking GTRX with the fucking double exhausts and then the fucking up the suicide door. Like, yeah, do you? That's fucking sick, man. Like that's how I get. I don't care. Um, what's the first thing you notice when I meet someone? The first thing I notice when I meet someone is do they look me in the eyes when I talk to them? Um, are they honest? Do they use a lot of like, well, never mind, or like, ah, uh, you know what, or like stutter, hesitation, which is fine if they do. I just notice those things first because I, I got a little fucking thing in my brain that I, I, I get triggered when people are dishonest or like if I could sense some fucking sketchy shit, then I'm, I'm out. I mean, or I'm not out. I just don't like them. Would you rather wait in line again or have every light be green? This is my girlfriend again. Never wait in line again or have every light be green. I would have every light be green and here's why. Because you have to go through lights to get to where you want to go. You don't have to wait in line to get your fucking gift. You just want the gift. You know what I mean? Or I mean, I guess for, for like food. But then you just go somewhere else. If there's a line at Chipotle, go to fucking, I don't know, Moe's. Right? God, my girlfriend really just shot fucking 20 questions. Thank you, babe, for doing this. Um, do you think the new vape laws are good or are they bogus? I think they're awesome. We don't know what's going to happen in the next 10 years from a fucking jewel. And even though I am a part-time social smoker, it's like, yeah, you probably are, you're probably going to die soon. You know, not soon, but like 30 years. Yeah, you're probably going to die. I wish that cigarettes and all that was like you couldn't get them unless you go to fucking Egypt. I'd like to see who's addicted to nicotine then. Make them so hard to get. You know what I mean? When you put them in every fucking store ever and then you make laws, it's like, okay, that's fucked. It's like you just gave me a piece of cake and then you took away 95% of it and you're like, oh, you can only have a, p a bite. Which is like, which would actually be fine with me because I hate cake. But it's like if you gave me a glass of eggnog and then told me I could only take one sip, I would be so mad at you, I probably wouldn't talk to you again. Like, it's just a big, it really pisses people off, but it, it, that doesn't mean that it's, you know, it, it pisses people off, but I do agree with them, all right? I don't think they're bogus. Banning people from something that could kill them is usually a pretty good idea. I'm, I'm kind of all for that. Um, okay, I think that's it. I think there's one more. No, I'm not answering that. 
yeah, I mean, that's it. It was fucking 40 minutes of just straight answering questions. I actually thought this episode was only going to be 30 minutes, so it's probably good that I'm stopping now. If there was a few more that I didn't answer, oh, how did your family relate to your nails? Oh, how did your family react to your nails? They were all pretty cool with it. My mom was a little like, Ange, please, don't do that. Please. What are you doing? It's too it's too gaudy. And I had to be like, Mom, I'm doing it. All right? If you don't like it, then I won't come over. And she's like, no, I don't mean that. I love you, son. And then you have to go through that. But she overall, now she likes it. Uh, in the beginning, they were a little bit like, really, dude? Like, that's what you're doing? Because they didn't expect it from me. But who fucking does? You know, you never really pl- It's not something that's like planned for years. I wanted to do it for a few months and I st- fucking did it, you know? Um, and they look phenomenal. Shout out to Tiffany from Pure Nails because you do a, an amazing job. Um, that's it. Thank you guys for watching. I really enjoyed doing this fucking show lately. I've been I've been enjoying these episodes a lot more, even though I start to get a little stuffy towards the end, which pisses me off. But thank you guys for listening. I love you all. Uh, I really appreciate you guys taking the time every week to tune in. And I hope when I release this merch that you guys check it out because uh, it's it's fun. I put a lot into it. But if you don't, it's fine because I'll just fucking keep them as a memory. Um, thank you guys for watching. Fuck.